You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Juwan Howard Memorial Locked On Bulldogs podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Daniel. Uh, I am Clint. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Daniel, this just in, um, mm-hmm. getting something in what's the that? ear. A, oh, what's that? A large load of Midwest nuts has landed straight onto Jim Harbaugh's head, and he oh. is incapacitated right now. He's, well, um, you hate to see it. You hate um, to see it. Um, we have turned our attention a bit further south to the nuts down here, Clint. Crazy um, that reside in or around the fine state of Alabama. You don't mean that, Clint. I don't. How I could anyone? No people one from does. Alabama don't like Alabama, so it's not a. It's not like I'm saying something disrespectful there. Um, Georgia's in the national championship game. And um, quick update, just around the NCAA, uh, Florida hired the coach from Louisiana who just won his first Sun Belt title in four tries. Correct. Okay. Well, that's the update from around the NCAA. Um, Clint, we're, we're going into this, this game on Monday. Yes, sir. And there's there's so many feelings. And listen, if you're a, if you're a fan like we are, and that's what this Ooh. podcast is. If you're new, if you found us, uh, welcome, subscribe. We uh, are fans. We like don't fans pretend to still be anything. And you don't understand. He knows. They know. Now. He they know. Okay. We don't try to be anything else. We're no. we're Georgia fans. We assume that you're a fan. This is a place for fans by fans, and so. Here's the thing. You're allowed to have ridiculous opinions. Like, down there in the comments on YouTube, subscribe on the audio. You send us an email, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. We don't care. You're allowed to have ridiculous opinions. Sometimes we have ridiculous opinions. Do you want to know a dirty little secret, Clint, that Michigan Tell fans have never, have never learned? Same They've one. never learned this. Alabama fan, you need to know this too. And some Georgia fans... You need to know this as well. This, this is going to be educational. Really, I was just going to, Daniel, thank you. It's a real educational segment on the pod. The more okay. you know. <laughs> let, me, let me say this to you. Our level of confidence, and by our, I mean Clint uh-huh. and me. Correct. Our level of confidence has, wait for it, Nothing to do with how the Georgia football team plays. I know that sounds really obvious (laughs) to some of you. But believe it or not, there are people in this world, and apparently based on the comments that I read, many people in this world who actually believe that my level of confidence in Georgia Okay. Is going to make the Georgia football team play worse because they are taking an opponent lightly. 
Look, it is like all of a sudden we're back in baseball season where the bat that I used at a certain point and the pine tar that I used and the fan in the stadium that sat at a 45 degree angle with one leg up onto the soda dispenser at there. Like that doesn't guys that doesn't make a lick of difference. Okay. No, no, no it does not. You think that, was a, that was a weirdly specific callback that you just gave there from your youth. Um, listen, <laughs> Here's the thing. You could be like Clint early last week yep. and not and believe that Georgia's going to get taken to the woodshed, that they're the worst team in the history of college football, that everything that could possibly go wrong is going to go wrong. Or you could be like Clint at the end of last week. There we go. Who believed that Georgia was going to run Michigan out of the building and that we couldn't be beaten and stuff. Neither of those people had any impact on the game. Do you understand? Georgia was good. Michigan wasn't. There That's you. what decided the game. Okay? Georgia was better coached. They had better players. They ran better plays, and they executed them better. That's why the game happened. Nothing that happens on this podcast, as important as this podcast is, nothing that happens here is going to determine the outcome of the game. All right, now that we have that public service announcement out of the way, Clint, wow. let's talk about this Michigan game. A little bit more, and let's tra- and let's try to translate it forward into the the game that really matters, the national championship against Alabama. I think the thing that you and I were most impressed with in this game, though the defense played incredibly well, though Stetson Bennett balled out of his mind and proved not some people, but literally every people wrong. Everybody in this game, okay. Yeah. I think the thing we were most impressed with was the offensive game plan and the offensive play calling of Todd Monk and Clint. Let me regale you with touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. Now, Daniel, you really quick, you just you just listed off. I think. Let me understand this correctly. You you just you talked about the scores that we had the entire game over four quarters of a game in a college football playoff game. Is that correct? That was the first five drives of the game. Scoring oh, on oh each no. and every one of them. The score was 27-3 to three before Michigan knew what in the world had possibly happened to them. Five drives, guys. Five drives. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. Todd Munkin was out there flexing. And by flexing, I mean Kenny McIntosh was spinning it to A.D. Mitchell in the end zone for a wide-open touchdown. Uh, yeah. Like, he was out there running things that you, he was just cackling to himself the entire time. Okay? We got the backs involved. We got the wide receivers involved. We got the tight ends involved. Not one of the tight ends, but all the tight ends involved in the passing game. The offensive line was clicking. The run balance, the the run pass balance was fantastic. We were lining up in heavy personnel and throwing it down the field. Like goal line play to Brock Bowers. We were we were lining up in an eye, you know, it wasn't an eye formation, it was a shotgun formation. We were running up in in three tight ends and we were throwing it. We were spreading formation and we were giving it to to Zamir White, first play of the game, right up the middle, nine yards, and all of a sudden the tempo is just clicked in, and 
the next play of the game, run pass option to A.D. Mitchell, and he there's not a defender within 200 feet of him over there on the left side when he caught that ball. Todd Munkin was flowing in this game plan. Clint, is it the best offensively called game plan that you've seen from the University of Georgia this season? You could take out this season, Daniel, if you wanted to. Okay? <clears throat> this I do. was expertly precision on point the entire game. There wasn't one bad play call this entire game. When we were in passing downs, we were able to run and get on where we needed to do. When it was running downs, we were able to pass. We were head of the chains continually. All the weapons were involved. It was off balance the entire time. We had a safety dime package player, Dax, for um, uh, Michigan, who apparently plays corner a bit, but out on the edge on George a couple times where he's not going to be his best on there. He likes playing that slot a great deal more. We had linebackers out of position. We had safeties not knowing where they should go. We had out-schemed their defensive play calls to a T. Okay, guys? Like, to a perfect T. Everything about it. it. Yes, we had to execute, and we, in fact, went out there and executed to perfection. But Todd Munkin gave us yeah. every opportunity. If we If we just executed to average... Daniel, like like not excellent, but average, we still would have came away probably with three scores on the first five drives just because of how it opened up and where the run plays were going to and how off balance Michigan was. Um, Todd Munkin, in gosh, look, I know y'all Georgia fans. I, I, I hear Bobo. I hear so many bad words in your mouth. Daniel, is there a better, is there a better offensive coordinator that Georgia has seen than Todd Munkin? No, 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 zero. I mean, I've t- the the person that <clears throat> maybe Mark Rick did some things when he was calling the plays when he first came to Athens that Georgia fans were not used to because yep. Georgia fans were coming out of some pretty dark times uh, in in those in those eras before Mark Rick. We've chronicled that on the podcast. Mark Rick did some things that I think were eye-opening to a lot of Georgia fans, a lot of fun to watch to a lot of Georgia fans. But no, this Todd Monken is doing some things, and he's got the reins, and he is versatile, and he is multiple, and he is not—he's not a one-trick pony, guys. Like he is not a, an air raid guy. He is not a spread you out guy. He is a take my weapons mm-hmm. and use them to destroy you. I don't know if you've ever played Risk or or you know a war game in the backyard or something like that's that's sort of the point of the battle, right? You're supposed to take the weapons that you have, yep, and you're supposed to use them to destroy the other team. That's what Todd Market does, and it just so happens that this year this team is loaded with weapons. That's uh, exactly right. Loaded with weapons every across the board. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about how that Todd Munkin offense future casts against Alabama this coming time. Uh, and as Daniel continues to train with the militia in the backyard, let me tell you about about it's weird, uh, times. It's weird times, Clint. You got to be ready. You don't know. You don't know. It's twenty twenty two, man. Hey, Georgia fans. This is Clint with an incredible opportunity. To everyone who buys gas, you need to know about this. Get Upside. 
Listeners right now are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cent cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download it to the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cent gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. So the cash gets right, added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50, ga- 50 cents gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Now, Clint, the question on everybody's mind is, can Georgia do this when it matters the most? Can Georgia do this against Alabama for the national championship game? Can they do it? Can Stetson Bennett do it? Uh, can Can the Georgia receivers do it when the game is on the line against Alabama? Tell me. What makes you confident they can? And tell me what makes you nervous that they can't. Uh, Here's confidence that they can. We touched on it a little bit ago in the pod yesterday. The offensive line is healthy and perfectly in tune and running on all cylinders. Okay, so last game against Alabama, the SEC Championship, we saw some pressure get to Stetson, and he made some bad decisions when he got a little happy feet and he got a little happy-brained. He started going ahead and and making errant throws when he didn't need to, didn't have to. The offensive line is solidified and healthy. That's point one. Point two, we got everybody back at every single wide receiver position, tight end position, running back position. There's nobody we're missing. Right now, outside of one burner, who who by the way he was outside of his cast on the beach. I thought I thought I saw uh, um, him without the cast Aaron, on the Aaron Aaron Smith. Smith. Yeah, I didn't know if that was. I didn't notice. Okay. Anyway, didn't notice. Um, we got everybody back, and Stetson's got that swagger, that confidence, Daniel. Uh, that is so paramount. So that's why I think it can stick in Todd Munkin's game plan. Even last game, you want to talk about Brock Bowers, you want to talk about the things we were able to do. Yes, the interceptions, yes, the pick six, yes, the defense was off time a great deal, which put pressure on the O and Stetson to do things. Um, That looks like it is solidified on the other end. And I have every ability, every thought in the world that our ability to stop them and hold them to less than 30 points is feasible. In this game, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it's feasible much more so. So those are the reasons why it can happen. Here's the reason why it can't happen. Um, no, no. Okay, sorry. Like here, here it is. Um, Michigan doesn't have five star defensive backs and linebackers and defensive linemen. Uh, Hutchinson should have never been in New York. Ajobo should have never been spoken about at all. Yeah, you you heard me. Hutchinson was fraudulent. The the Heisman Trophy fraudulent. Like, sorry. Okay. Um, the reason why Alabama has talent all across the board on the defensive side, even on a down year, they're still incredible. They shut Cincinnati down. They shut a lot of teams down, including our offense, to a great deal. They have playmakers still. And if Stetson goes ahead and gets that happy brain that he did in that game, which we've seen bad Stetson against Alabama twice now, Daniel. Okay? It's, it's yeah. not great. Oh, it's real. It's, it's real. 
it's a real thing. Um, th- there's a possibility that so that's even Todd Munkin's great coaching and great scheming in the SEC championship that even got us to not just thrown out of the building after the start of the third quarter still wasn't enough, but he was able to put us in position that we could score points because of his incredible play calling building because Stetson and Brock just said, we're here together no matter what. Um, that, that same thing can happen uh, come Monday, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, uh, twofold. Two things give me confidence. One of them you mentioned, one of them you did not. Um, the two things that give me confidence that this the same type of offensive performance that we saw from Georgia in the Orange Bowl we could see again in the national championship game. One is the play of the offensive line. And I don't not I don't think it can be a, overstated the importance that Jamari Sawyer brings to this team. I think the offensive line is categorically different Massive. when Jamari Sawyer is healthy. And I think that goes a long way toward helping Stetson Bennett not get those happy feet. Because when you look at the numbers, the two interceptions is what Stetson Bennett did so, so poorly in this game. Clint, it's not, it's not like he was out there throwing for 160 yards at a, four, at a 30% clip. Or whatever. It's not like Brock Bowers didn't get involved. It's not like he didn't hit George Pickens down the field a couple times. Right. It's not like James Cook had four catches in the game. Only averaged seven yards a catch. Didn't hit him over the top for a big play like Georgia wanted to, like they did against Michigan. But James Cook was involved in the offense. The run game, though, could not get going against Alabama. Could not do anything against Alabama. 38 yards for James Cook. 35 yards for Zamir White, Clint. Are you kidding me? You can't you can't win a game like that. I'm not saying Georgia has to buy into that national media narrative. They just want to run the ball and control the clock. They proved against Michigan they don't have to do that. They can beat you a number of ways. But they got to get something out of the run game to take some of the pressure off that passing game. So the offensive line playing better is paramount. I think they will play better because I think the health does matter. The second thing that gives me confidence about the offensive performance and Todd Munkin's ability to call a similar game plan against Alabama that he did against Michigan is um, you mentioned Michigan doesn't have the talent that Alabama has in the secondary. But I will say, Clint, a lot of that talent ain't out there on the field. There's a lot of injuries out there on the field. Now, I'm not saying they don't have five-star kids, five-star true freshman kid out there. I don't know what his name is. I believe it's Kool-Aid. And, Clint, we've not talked about it here on the podcast, but I believe the man's name – I'm sorry. I believe the boy's name is Kool-Aid. Okay? That's all. That's the end of the sentence. I don't have any more sentence to say after that. And then they got number one, like the Juco. He was the number one Juco corner or whatever. But these are not the guys that started the season. There's been a ton of injury. They are super thin in the secondary. Um, They might get some guys back for this game. I don't know. We haven't heard the status on on all those guys yet. Josh Job ain't one of them, Daniel. Yeah, no. There's some guys that we know are not coming back for this game, to your point. So – you want to talk about guys like George Pickens, guys like Jermaine Burton, 
guys who are on the outside, when you're that thin at corner, Clint, and hear me out on this, when you're that thin at corner, then okay. all of a sudden it becomes a little bit harder to play in that dime, right? Mm. To play in that, even maybe to play in that nickel. You play a lot of, you're playing a lot of nickel, but maybe you don't want to put that other DB on the field. Do you know what that means, Clint? What's that? It means maybe you're playing in that nickel, and so you're playing man-to-man. Okay. We got three wide. We got a tight end. And we got a, a running back with dreadlocks in the backfield. Say more. And he motions out to the outside. Who's following him out there, Clint? Who just whoop? If you go it ahead and put any It ain't no defensive back. It ain't no defensive back, Clint. On James Cook, you just might as well say put seven on the board right now. Because like, Stetson hucking it. If he sees it, he – listen, Clint, we didn't talk about this yesterday. There was a man open on third and three, a man open for an easy first down. Easy. Easy first down. What does Stetson Bennett do? <laughs> he reached on back, reared back, and hucked it 50 yards down the field to James Cook, streaking down the sideline. And then he put a dip in on the sideline and just <laughs> watched – and just watch the glory unfold. Okay. The man, the man out there rocking a lip hammer. How is Stetson Bennett simultaneously Keanu Reeves and the kicker from the replacements at the same time? How does Stetson Bennett not have a six-figure dip NIL deal? You understand what I'm saying? That's clueless to me. You know, the only thing I think of is tobacco and college, like educational system. Like they're, they're blocking that somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You might, you might be right. Listen, Stetson Bennett uh, has got that bravado, and you thin in the secondary. That means you might get some of those linebacker on James Cook matchups, and Todd Monk is going to exploit those. He's going to call those. He's going to see that, and he's got to be aggressive in this game, Clint. Georgia cannot win against Alabama if Todd Munkin is not – I'm not going to say ultra-aggressive, but he has to be very aggressive. In you this game, for Georgia to win, feel uncomfortable. Okay, you you can't keep rhythm, and you can't. It has to be uncomfortable for them. Uh, hey, we're gonna come back to talk about a few more things, but first, want to let you know about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you still rely on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to do to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the New year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade. NetSuite.com slash locked. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash locked. All right, Clint. We've talked about the offense quite a bit. Yes. I'm going to move us to the defensive side of the ball for Georgia. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus exclusively on Monday, national championship game. And I'm gonna ask you one simple question. 
Who is the most important defensive player for the University of Georgia on Monday night in Indianapolis? It's very simple. Um, I hate to oversimplify this, but it's very simple. Okay. There, there is an unknown right guard for Alabama who may or may not be playing. They already started the backup center against Cincinnati. Their right guard went down with an injury. Who knows what's happening there? They might be starting multiple starters out on the offensive line. Okay. The most important person is Trayvon Walker. Daniel. That's it. Because if he plays like he did against Michigan, if he's getting pressure up the middle and Bryce Young has to try to escape. See, now this this is the interesting thing. And we didn't talk about this on the pod yesterday. But a lot of people, I know Beal came in and Beal's been doing an admirable job in place of Adam Anderson. Like truly and honestly, I have he's been doing great. All right. He has been. But the thing that Georgia has done to try to replicate the pressure from Adam Anderson is actually sending Nicobe Dean and Channing Tindall and Quay Walker on blitzes. That's how we've tried to say, instead of trying to replace Adam Anderson, we're not going to do that. Let's have Beal be Beal. Let's try to add pressure with inside blitzes and then bringing Nicobe on the edge. Here's what I think is I could see this being a, a very high possibility. Trayvon Walker gets that gut pressure right in the face of Bryce Young. And when did we see Bryce Young be bad Bryce Young, Daniel? Auburn. Auburn. Texas A&M. And what happened in those games, Daniel? Alabama was real bad. Real bad. They got pressure up the gut. Bryce Young was off time. Bryce Young didn't have his Houdini tricks because he was out of his zone. I think Trayvon Walker is the most important because if he's able to exploit mismatches on the offensive side, if he's able to get the pressure on rundowns, I have no problem. Or running plays, I have no problem. I think we're going to stuff him. No, no worries. We did that in the second half. Robinson is not going to gut off 25-yard runs, Daniel. He's, he's going to get maybe three, four, or five-yard clips. That's his game, okay? I think getting interior pressure to make him spill so that Nakobe and Channing could then sprint to the outside like they've done to try to track him down, that's the most important player for us. We didn't get any pressure last time, which is why Bryce Young had all day to pick us apart. <clears throat> I, I, listen, you're not going to get any arguments from me that pressure on the quarterback is, is critical in this game. Okay. But... <sighs> You said this is simple. I don't want to oversimplify it. It's simple. And I felt confident that I knew the name that you were going to say. Stay, stay deep again, as the deep. Again, you're never going to get an argument from me that we need pressure on the quarterback in this game. But the most important player for the University of Georgia on Saturday is Lewis Seen. Because Lewis Seen needs to do what Lewis Seen was brought to the University of Georgia to do, which is be a safety. Wait, a hold on. Safety. Where does that person play, Daniel? They play in the in the back of the secondary. Oh, interesting. You understand? I, I okay. am, I'm starting to. Um, because look, Alabama's got some some weapons. It's not just – I want to say it's Darion Kendrick, okay? Mm-hmm. Because Mechie's out. James, James Williams is is the big name wide out. But there's plenty of other guys that can catch the ball on that team, okay? No, they're not as talented as Alabama wide receivers in the past. 
but you can't stop them with just, for example, DK or Keely Ringo having a great game, right? You're not going to shut down the Alabama passing game with a corner, right? No, sir. You you have to stop the Alabama passing game with the safeties because yes. the most important thing that you can do against Alabama is keep everybody in front of you because it doesn't matter whether Bryce Young has two seconds or 10 seconds. If you bust in the coverage, and let me just remind you, Georgia fans, three weeks ago, Lewis Seen busted in the coverage a bunch a bunch of times. If you bust in the coverage, Bryce Young's going to see it, and he's going to get that ball out. And there's nothing that Trayvon Walker can do about it when the guy is running wide open down the field. Um, Lewis Seen... They ran a flea flicker, Michigan did, on the second play of the game, Clint. Yep. And Lewisine took one step towards the line of scrimmage, and then he hit him with the he hit him with that back pedal. He hit him with the the turn turn your hips and run. And he was right on that guy. And they checked it down for five yards. And you and I texted each other, This game is over. Yep. Do you understand? The game is is over because I don't know if you know this, Clint, but Michigan leads the country in ex- in plays of over fifty yards. Do you know that? I heard that. I heard that. Seventeen of them, most explosive plays in all of college football. So it's just something to think about. Michigan, Michigan does that. It, if you if you keep everything in front of you against Alabama, you make them. You make Bryce Young dump dump it down. Maybe you don't get to him every single time. But Bryce Young does not want to run the ball, okay? No. He wants to be Patrick Mahomes back there. He wants to dance around. He wants to flip it sidearm. He wants to underhand it. He wants to throw it between the legs. He wants to bounce it off somebody's head. He wants to do whatever. But he does not want to run the ball. If you make him stand back there and you keep everything in front of them, then you're, you're going to have more a, lot, a heck of a lot more success against Alabama. You can't give up the home runs. You got to make them march, march it down the field because that is not what they want to do. They no. were content to do that against Cincinnati. But listen to me. Number one, Georgia ain't Cincinnati. Number two, Georgia's not coming out here in a 3 3 5 the whole game. Number no. three, Georgia ain't Cincinnati. Okay. Oh, that's unique. I pray that Alabama tries to run the ball against Georgia, but I know they won't because Nick Saban's not an idiot. Okay, Georgia um, fan, I need real talk. I, they, no one's here, but they are not going to game plan like they did against Cincinnati. That was let's that do game means nothing. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's just get a W. Let's get out of here. Whatever. They are not going to try to run it on us. I can guarantee you. That brings up an interesting question, Clint. A question maybe for tomorrow. We'll how are they going to try to game plan? We'll how do you beat? How do you beat Georgia if you're That's Alabama? Because they did just beat the crap out of Georgia. How do you game plan to beat? Is it because of the way they game planned? Interesting questions. Mm. Maybe we'll get some of those answers tomorrow. All right, look, the national championship game is less than a week away. Get your mind right. I don't know what I don't know what kind of prayers you need to be throwing up. I don't know what kind of fasting and meditations you need to be doing, but it, it needs to happen now. It needed to happen yesterday. Okay, get it right, Georgia fans. We will be back tomorrow and each and every day this week here on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. See you. See you.